From Twin Cities Business, this is By All Means, a show about innovation, drive, and purpose, and the leaders who make business work in Minnesota. I'm Allison Kaplan, your host and editor-in-chief of Twin Cities Business Magazine. We're coming to you from the studios of our presenting sponsor, the University of St. Thomas's Opus College of Business, serving more than 3,000 students enrolled in its undergraduate and graduate business programs. The college develops effective, principled business leaders who think globally and act ethically. And now, by all means. A lot of entrepreneurs leave college with a business idea, or as we've heard on this show, an actual business. But today's guests are the first on By All Means to go to college with a $20 million business. Sisters Isabel and Caroline Burkaw started making bath bombs when they were just 10 and 11 years old. Yep, bath bombs, those fizzy balls that dissolve in the bathtub. Now, Isabel is a freshman at the University of St. Thomas and her sister is a senior in high school. They grew a fun home project into a company called Da Bomb Fizzers. The brand is sold nationwide at Target, Ulta, Box Lunch, and hundreds of other specialty stores. They employ over 150 people, and that jumps up to more than 200 during the holidays. And it includes their parents, who help run the company. They're also published authors with a book called Fizz Boom Bath, and the confidence to teach their fans how to make bath bombs at home without worrying about undermining their very busy business. Ladies, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you. you so much for having us, Alice. I mean, yeah. quite the introduction. Well, <laughs> we, we, we serve it up here at By All Means. Um, so, of course, we have to go back to your basement. First time yes. we met, mm-hmm. you were kids. <laughs> you were making bath bombs at home. It was a cute little feature story that we were writing for the for the magazine, for Minneapolis St. Paul magazine. Right. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. I believe there were like some bath bombs already taking over your kitchen. There were like fumes throughout the house. But I mean, this was very much a a home project and you were very young. Yes, it was really crazy. A lot of times, you know, our neighbors said they could smell the fragrance from our house. And when we'd go to school, people could smell our lockers and they'd smell like bath bombs. So it was a really crazy time for sure. Yes, we quickly developed the nicknames of, quote unquote, the bath bomb girls. And still to this day, people are using those terms to refer to us. And it's kind of a silly (laughs) ongoing joke that Caroline and I say between each other, like, Caroline, are you a bath bomb girl? (laughs) It's a little joke. You can laugh your way to the bank, can't you? (laughs) Um, Well, we I mean, it's such an amazing story and it's been so fun to to watch your your progress and trajectory along the way. Um, But let's go back to those very early days. I mean, you were both athletes and you liked bath bombs. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Isabel and I used to figure skate competitively. Uh, It was super fun. And we'd take baths a lot of times after we were done. Um, And we used bath bombs, but a lot of times they would end up staining our skin or our tub, which obviously nobody wants, hopefully. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's when we decided, oh, why not make our own bath bombs? Mm -hmm. Um, So we ended up doing a lot of research and looking into different recipes and then making our own recipe. And yeah, so with that idea, we made about 150 bath bombs and entered a local art fair. So you were at the Uptown Art Fair. That's where you sold your first bath bomb. Now, who, yes. now was it? How did you even have the idea to do that? Or was that your mom's idea? Mm-hmm. So we had actually heard from a friend who actually 
her co her mom was our figure skating coach, mm -hmm. one of our coaches. And so she told us, hey, there's a kids division at the Uptown Art Fair and I've done it before. I think you guys should do it. So that's kind of where it all started. Mm -hmm. So we put our heads together and we made about 150 bath bombs. I think something Caroline may or may not have mentioned yet is every single bath bomb has a surprise inside. So that was something that really like lured customers in in the beginning was it was something new that they had never seen before so and the if, if anybody has not ever used a bath bomb and shame on you the idea is that it's this fizzy ball that kind of dissolves yes, in the tub exactly so bath bombs are usually spherical in shape and then when you drop them into the bath or any source of water um, it'll fizz impressively and some you know release colors and fragrance and different oils and then ours are actually special because they release a surprise in the end too so that could be like a toy or a message on waterproof paper or even a little bit of jewelry. And did you have that idea right from the start? Honestly, we we knew that there was something missing. You know, a lot of bath bombs targeted relaxation and we thought that was all great, but there was really nothing if you wanted to have a fun bath. You know, there was no product out there that allowed you to do that. So we wanted to make like a multi-purpose bath bomb in that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided to come up with different names that coordinated with the surprise and the fragrance and the color of the bath bomb. For example, the Galaxy Bomb is an opaque black pigment. Um, that one was really cool for us to use the first time we tried that, but that's a different story. Um, and then there's a little, maybe like a spaceship or an extraterrestrial inside. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a surprise, not a real one. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and not yeah. from yeah. Area Fine. You're, you're so yes. welcome. Yes. And then, um, yeah, we started a business and we've explored space. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but that was kind of the, the, the fun aha moment because the thing about a bath bomb is the fun is over pretty quickly. Yes. It exactly. dissolves. Maybe it, it's fragrant or, or there's the color. But I mean, especially for kids, it's really fun to have that little yeah, prize. Exactly. So a bath bomb lasts anywhere between five and seven minutes, at least the, the ones that are the size that we make. Um, so we wanted to give the customer something to take away with them. And we wanted to entertain as well help somebody relax or yes. enjoy a bath. Many of your little plastic toys are lined up on my bathtub at home. <laughs> That's so thank awesome. you very, very much for that. <laughs> yes. So as I recall, and I've written this story once or twice or four times at this point, um, that very first day at the Uptown Art Fair, you sold out. Yes, we did. We were super excited. We, we were also super nervous because we're like, how do we make more bath bombs? Yeah. Um, and we had spent around three months making about 150 bath bombs. So we were like, all right, mom, dad, come down, help us. We stayed up till like one in the morning, got whatever ingredients we could. And because then, it was a two-day fair. Yeah. Yep. So it was a two-day fair. So we had to gear up for that next day. Um, and we ended up selling out the following day too. So it was a really good experience. Were, do, do you put yourself back in, you know, you're in what elementary, middle school? I mean, like, are, are you thinking, yay, I can go buy, you know, some scrunchies or like, are you like, this is a business? Like what, what, what are you thinking when you're actually selling these bath bombs? I think I was super excited and really happy that all of our hard work had paid off. But we also knew that we had to pay our mom back because she helped <laughs> us buy all the supplies. Sure. And so in total, I think we had borrowed about $150 from our mom. So we had to pay her back with that money. But um, I was definitely probably looking at some makeup or something that I wanted to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's we will. We, we, 
one of our favorite stores at the time was Target. And it's kind of ironic because little did we know, you know, a couple years down the line, our products would actually be in Target. But I remember going to Target, getting like a couple little items and then saying, okay, we should we should take our dad's advice and reinvest the money back into the business if we wanted to do something with it the next year. So I know we saved some of that. And then it turns out we did want to do um, do the we did want to participate in the art fair the following year, and so that's you didn't when we got sell. Lucky. You you didn't sell between. I mean, you had that year right to, no. to get ready for the next art fair. So we kept making bath bombs for ourselves and for our friends, maybe for birthdays or as gifts. Um, but we didn't really do anything with the business. God, um, what slackers! I mean, twelve I years old and you're <laughs> not even working full time. Yeah, <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah. So you go back for year two and sell even more bath bombs. Yes, we geared up to make even more. Uh, sold out again so we made more bath bombs of course and actually probably one of the reasons that we sold out on that day was because a local salon owner approached us um if you're familiar with spalon montage yep. that was our very first account i spoiled the story a little bit but he ended up you know going home and legend has it that he used all eight bath bombs that he purchased that night in wow. one bath which is still the biggest record today of any <laughs> thing that we've heard about people using that many bath bombs at once so um kudos to you mr Worley. that's amazing and <laughs> good for business right and yeah, then he came yes. back the next day and said i want to carry these in my store so it was really awesome experience for us so that was your first retail account was yes. spalon montage mm-hmm. and it was quite counter. eye-opening because we had never really thought about actually bringing these products to stores we thought oh we're just two little girls like um No one ever really told us that we couldn't do it, but there really wasn't a lot of young people out there telling us that they had done it before or people telling us that we should do it. Mm -hmm. So I think Mr. Worley really opened our eyes in that aspect and kind of gave us an opportunity that we hadn't really considered before. Did you, you had to figure out packaging? Yes. Yes, we did. Systems to, (laughs) I mean, keep count, things mm -hmm. like that. I mean, did your parents take you seriously from the start? Did they help you set those things up? A hundred percent. Yeah. Our parents have always been insanely supportive and in, they've inspired creativity in us. Um, and so I think Isla and I have always just had fun with different projects. But of course, this was the biggest one that we had tackled. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why we decided to write Fizz Boom Bath, which was our DIY bath and body products book, because um, Caroline and I, you know, we always we didn't have anybody telling us, no, you know, you like telling us no to our dreams, you could say. Mm-hmm. So we really want to inspire creativity and inspire people to start the same way that we did, just um, using different products and different recipes in their kitchen and just finding creativity through that. Even if you don't want to have a bath and body products company, you can still be inspired by the story and the creativity behind the book. Sure. So how quickly did you go from Spalan Montage to the next step was specialty retailers, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I believe uh, we ended up getting into around two other stores that holiday season. Mm -hmm. And so that was super exciting. Um, and, and this as, is like what what year is this at this point? Uh, like 2013, maybe okay. 2013, yeah, around that say. time. And and not as many companies were doing. I mean, the only competitor I could think of to you at that point was Lush. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even so, you know, they have their own individual stores, and so I think we kind of took the route of having our online website and then selling to mm-hmm. wholesale accounts. Something mm-hmm. that we really pride ourselves with is the fact that our bath bombs are compatible for mass stores and to be shipped. You know, um, a lot of the times if a bath bomb isn't packaged in a sturdy package, it can end up breaking on the way or mm-hmm. the fragrance escapes over time 
time or it'll blend with other fragrances. Yeah, and that's so, actually something we learned the hard way too. So that's why we kind of had to innovate our packaging process. Right, exactly. So um, over time we decided to innovate and that gives us our packaging today, which you can peg it, you can put it on a display that we offer for sale to our wholesale retailers and all sorts of cool things. So we're really happy about um, the innovation that we put into that aspect of our business. At what point, I mean, do you, do you remember at what point you were like, this is a real business. This isn't just like a little, you know, fun side project or hobby. Yeah. I have to say the when we were um, when one day I came home from school and it was after we had been on the news, um, you know, a really big deal. We were so excited about sure. that. But we, you know, we didn't really think much would come of it. And we came home from school and I just remember seeing piles upon piles of upon piles of small like one foot by one foot boxes filled with bath bombs and then I remember later that day the UPS man came with his little dolly and had to make about 12 trips up, up and, and down. down up and down our um, patio to get the boxes inside and that was a moment where I was like this is bigger than I think it is you know <laughs> yeah so and were how how involved were your parents and and what was sort of that next phase because you pretty quickly had to move into like an actual facility because this was taking over your house yes I think a pretty big turning point for us is when Target contacted us and that was really exciting, but we were also still in our basement and we were kind of whispering to each other, don't let them know we're still in our basement. Um, but we all went to that meeting and it was really cool. With your parents. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes okay. and, our parents were there. And with the confidence that we would be able to scale if Target asked Absolutely. us to. How, how yeah. did you have that confidence? How did you even know what scaling was? <laughs> I think... Honestly, I think, Carol, you know, when you grow up, people are constantly telling you things like, be weary of this, be cautious of this. But Caroline and I had a sense of fearlessness through our um, obliviosity. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. I know. <laughs> obliviosity. It works. Yeah, like because of the fact that we were oblivious uh -huh. to how big of a deal or like how how quickly our business was growing and mm -hmm. how like what direction it was going in and how fast it was going in that direction. I think there was a sense of fearlessness about us. And, you know, we didn't really have people constantly telling us, be careful of this. We just had our parents who have always inspired curiosity rather than fear in us. OK, I remember um, I think when we met for the first time at your house, and I remember sitting down and there was like an assistant. There was someone who you guys had hired part time to help make them. And it was already like, wow, you're already like hiring people. But yeah. but at the same time, I know you guys would come home from school and you would work for hours. Yes. And I mean, was it always fun? Was it did you always kind of have your eye on the prize or was there any point where you're like, I just want to be a kid? Yeah, I definitely think there were times where Isabel and I were tired. And, you know, we didn't really expect such an amazing opportunity. And with that, you know, came some ups and downs. Um, but I think definitely working as sisters and then working as a family really helped us push through that. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, our parents have always been super positive about it and encouraging. So I think that And you really both helped. kept doing sports and other activities throughout school, too. I know that was a priority for your mom, Kim. Mm -hmm. Yes. Something, something kind of sad in our books is like we actually had to stop figure skating because, um, you know, we were getting really busy with school and the business combined. However, we still do track or I'm not in high school anymore. So I did track for about seven years. Um, four through the high school and three through the middle school. And so is Caroline. Um, 
it was actually her eighth because she's super fast. So she got to be and <laughs> still school. running. Yeah. 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 I'm doing track this year. It's um, in the spring. So it's not a super long season, but it also allowed us to do a sport and be yeah. kind of a part of that community, which we really like. And honestly, um, I think there were definitely more times than not in the beginning of our business where we thought, is this even worth it? You know, like we're so young, we don't even have to be doing this. But then there's also, I think it's a couple things. One, we're a little bit competitive with each other. So we, none of us wanted to tap out first. And I think we both wanted to be the better business person in a weird way. Um, right, Caroline? Which definitely helped us in the long run. Yes. But and then we were very competitive. I think also it was just finding a balance. You know, everyone goes through a point in their life where they have to find a balance between work, school, friends, um, whatever hobbies they have. And we just had to do that a little bit sooner than most people. So we were doing that in elementary school and high school and middle school. And um, some people are maybe going through that right now in their freshman year of college. So I think um, I'm just I'm really grateful for the experience overall because I feel like it's better prepared me for anything that I want to do in my life. Did it make um, friendships in high school? And Caroline, you're still in high school. Yeah. Um, did it make it tricky? Did it? Was it hard to, to have this career and be on the covers of magazines <laughs> yeah. when your friends are just like, what, babysitting? Yeah, I think I personally got really lucky because I've pretty much always had the same friend group throughout elementary school to high school. And they've all been insanely supportive and encouraging and always just wanted the best for me. Um, but I you know, there have been times where people will come up to us at school and just say, oh, so you're the bath bone girl. How much money do you make? It's like, wow. And nice what do you, what do you say? Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess what I would say. I think it was specifically after um, when we were fortunate enough to be not or um, to be included in the Forbes 30 under 30 class of 2019. Um, we were walking through the cafeteria together to leave early for school and everything just went silent and everybody looked at us and we heard whispers of bath bombs bath bombs and we were like okay this isn't going to be the same now and then after that we got a lot of people coming up to us and saying are you millionaires can you give me money and i think i think you know overall, a lot of it was a joke but i feel like there were some people yes, that were think, serious and i think overall i just feel kind of sorry for the people that are asking those questions because they just haven't had the right experiences to know that you don't ask that maybe that's like not the truth, like, you know, Caroline and I, we're not personal millionaires. We have a business to grow every single day, mm -hmm. you know. And something we've been doing from the beginning is reinvesting, and that takes a lot, too. Exactly. The bigger you get, the and more you have to reinvest. I think something that I would just tell any person in high school who maybe is feeling like it's just not their place um, Coming from somebody who is able to see a different world, a world of business and a world of work and a world of adults, I just want to tell them that it gets better and, you know, there's there's so many opportunities out there for you and high school is not your whole life. And I think the people that were asking us about our financials or maybe like gossiping about us or something like that, I don't think they really knew what they were talking about. I just... I. I just don't think they really realized that um, that there's a world outside of high school. Right. Was it tricky or is it tricky to be taking I'm just thinking about, you know, you're taking like economics or, you know, classes in school. And meanwhile, you're like balancing the books and talking to Target and planning orders. I mean, did did it how did it make you feel about school or how does it make you feel about school? Yeah, um, 
It's an interesting dynamic, I think. I was I think we were both really lucky to work with our counselors in high school. I would say in middle school it was a lot more challenging because, you know, we wanted to leave early and go to work, but we had to stay in school obviously. Um, <laughs> what but, a drag. I know. <laughs> what are we even doing? But in high school it was really nice and still is because um, we took a class and I still take this called on the job. And so that allows us to go to work and leave early from school. Hmm. Um, because a lot of times, you know, we just don't didn't take the credits of like the elective so we didn't take PE because we already had those credits so it was really nice and it allowed us to focus on our business yeah and I can say with 100% confidence that I absolutely adored my job every minute at the office even if it was a tough day I was just so grateful that that was my job you know I didn't really want to be working for somebody else I wanted to be working with my family because you know they always have your back and I wanted to be in control of my own destiny you could say so um, when I was at school you know I decided to look at that like it was important for the social aspect of it. And, you know, I could probably benefit from some algebra. But, you know, just realizing that, like, you can be in control of your own destiny was really important to me. Sure. So speaking of the office, you have quite an impressive office and manufacturing facility now in, Thank you. in Edina. Yeah. Um, and I know you've expanded. What Remind me, what, what year did you move out of your house and into your your first facility. Yeah, so the timeline was, yeah, we moved in April 1st, 2016, which was one year after we officially became DeBomb and established ourselves as an LLC. Um, So that was really cool. It was cool to see, you know, how when our business started and then a year later moving into a warehouse. Had your parents started working for DeBomb at that point? Yes. Full-time. So it's both of their full-time jobs. I'm trying to imagine what that conversation was like. You're like... did, you, did your parents have to interview with you or how did that go? I mean, there's no question that they haven't been fired a couple times and then rehired on because Whoa. they won't let us go to a party or something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, those are all tricky issues to navigate right, for right. any family business. Yeah, and I, you know, I really... Oh, you go, go ahead if you want. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. I just want to say that I always really appreciate the respect that they treated me with in a work environment because, you know, a lot of parents would say, like, you're too young. You're my child. You don't get to work with me or let alone for me or like I don't get to work for you or let alone with you. So that was like an interesting some interesting waters to navigate. And there were definitely times where there were boundaries between, you know, where am I a daughter and where am I somebody who started this business? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that our family, we're just really fortunate because we get along really well. And I think that was a big contributor. You know, when you're choosing your business partner, even if it's not like we got lucky with our family, but even if it's not your family, if it's something you really vibe with, make sure that's somebody that you can work with, not just because it's your sister, you know? <laughs> what roles did your parents take on? So technically, we couldn't own the business, so our mom was CEO, mm-hmm. um, and that was awesome. And is she could. still, is that still her title? She is still CEO, yeah. Um, it's definitely something we discuss, but I think for Isabel, at least since she's 18, I'm still 17, um, I think you just want to explore college and kind of focus on that right now as like a new part of your life but still be involved with the business i don't know if you necessarily wanted to take on ceo right now but it's do we, do we want to hash that out right now or yeah <laughs> no, I'm like, what we... <laughs> we'll talk about this later caroline <laughs> okay and maybe what about she does you... want to be CEO. <laughs> right right <laughs> maybe i do <laughs> something what about your dad so he is the cfo and ceo and he C-C-O. has C-C-O. some C-C-O. experience with 
comp- I mean, he, he yeah. knew some stuff that was helpful. Right. Yes. So whenever people are talking to us about the roles in the business, I just tell them this. Caroline and I, we worked in every aspect of the business when we were first starting out. You know, mm-hmm. we learned a little bit about everything. And then as we started as the business started to become more mature, and so did we, we started to realize what we disliked and really liked about business. So now we get to deal with the things that we really love, and we've been fortunate enough to be able to pass those jobs on to people who maybe love them more than us. So, for example, our dad, he loves numbers, and I can't do math to save my life. Well, I could to save my life, but it's just not my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. And so he'll kind of help us with that, and he really likes to... um, to like manage people or help us with that. Well, I don't yeah, really like that's... I don't really like talking to people or um I don't really like having like like he what what I consider conflict is not conflict to him. You that, don't want to have to go bad. boss people yes. around and yeah. say, yeah, exactly. make more bath bombs. Exactly. I've I'm I don't know, I like to be nice to people and my dad, he likes to be businessy. Mm-hmm. But he still knows how to yes. handle. But he's still the nicest guy. Ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. what do what are the two of you primarily responsible for? Do you have titles within the company? Yep. So, yeah. we are so the So we're not really big on titles cuz we feel like we do a lot more than our titles suggest, but officially we are the CCOs. Mm-hmm. The co or CCCOs, I guess. Co-chief, co-chief creative, creative officers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and co-founder. And how I mean, okay, so well, let's talk about college for a minute because I mean, Isabel, you're here now at the University of St. Thomas. That's right. <laughs> um, in business school? Or? Yes. Okay. I will I'm planning right now on majoring in entrepreneurship. And I really love to minor in journalism, but we'll see where that goes. And it has been absolutely crazy because, you know, I'm trying to stay updated. I'm trying to figure out um, college life. I'm trying to make new friends. But just going back to the idea that, you know, I learned to balance things a little bit sooner, I think, in my life than a lot of people, you know, on average and figure out how to balance their lives. Um and I'm just appreciative of that because I feel like my transition into college has been a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. It's still difficult, and I'm still trying to figure out how to stay updated with the business. And you know, so do you go to the office? I I'm currently working off site right now, so I'm social media and email and the internet is an amazing thing. So I get updates every day from my sister and my mom and my dad. Um, and then I come home on the weekends when I can. And I'm actually going there today. So if something comes up, I will. Um, I do have access to the opportunity to go to the office. Um, but right now, uh, I really want to just immerse myself in college life as well. Because one of the reasons I was 100% considering going to college was because I wanted to be a college student. You know, it's not every day in your life that you get to go live with a bunch of people your same age and make tons of new friends and you know have those connections with the professors that you can get here at St. Thomas and I think that's really important to me. So is it a little weird though to be sitting as a freshman in classes on entrepreneurship and you're sort of like yeah did that done that know that I mean (laughs) is that strange? It is really weird I I like to say that the other day my my quote-unquote cover was blown because the teacher said Isabel you have some experience with this, don't you? And I kind of was just like, yes. And he said, um, would you like to tell the class what you do? And I was kind of like, I, d- I can't say no. So I was like, okay. And then everyone everyone looks at each other and goes, 
you're the one who owns the bath bomb business. And I was like, oh no, now everybody's the bath bomb girl all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the so bath what are you going to do <laughs> when you get assigned? Because, you know, we we interviewed, um, you know, like Zach from, from Love Your Melon, mm-hmm. who, you know, Love Your Melon came out of a class project here mm-hmm. at St. Thomas. What are you going right. to do when you get assigned to like dream something up? Will you do something totally different? Will that's, it be a product extension? That's a really interesting question. I don't think I've thought that far ahead, but I should have because that assignment is actually coming up. So <laughs> <laughs> time to start thinking. Yes, okay. time to start thinking. But I have a couple ideas. I just need to I need to figure out. I, I feel like I almost need to Maybe live up to my legacy be... of the bomb. Like, yeah. I, listen, the pressure is on. But it wasn't. <laughs> there was no question in your mind that you wanted to go to college and major in business. Or study business as opposed to doing something totally. No, different. there definitely was. You know, I'm I'm a very curious person. That was that was taught to. I was taught to be curious at a very young age. You know, through the business, and I think I, you know, business is something that's really awesome, and I love it. But I'm also super curious about what else there is out there. So I'd love to take more classes, and I think that's what generals are for as well. You know, figuring out what you really like and dislike about college. Mm-hmm. And I think something that I'm really liking right now is entrepreneurship, and I'm glad that I'm. Um, planning on majoring in that um, at the moment, but you never know. Um, I could choose a minor that's completely different, like journalism, for example, or even maybe like a fine arts, like a like art history, for example. I'm taking that class right now. It's interesting. So um, I'm just trying to keep my 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 options open, I guess. And something that I've always learned through the business is not to say no off the bat to anything. Um, so I wouldn't want to say, no, I'm only going to major in entrepreneurship or I'm only going to be interested in this. I can still major in it, but have other interests. Um, and I think keeping your horizons open is really important. Sure. Caroline, what about you? How do you go to the Debam office after school? How, how involved are you in the day-to-day of the company right now? Yeah. So I go there five times a week after 1230. So I do have half days at school and I'll go to the office until school gets out. Um, and I think, you know, I'm pretty involved, I guess. So mm-hmm. what are you what are you working on? What are you directly responsible for? So I do a lot of emailing. We do a lot of meetings, me and my mom um, and just, you know, with like our social media person, because that's a really big part of my job right now. Um, and then we're also working on our second book. So that's kind of a big project right now. Mm-hmm. What is that going to be about? Can you so say? It's is... called Good Clean Beauty. Yes. And it is a DIY makeup book. Yes. So and... there's over 125 different makeup recipes and they're all natural. And Yes. And, and we, we worked on that all summer long. I'm so excited. And um, we actually just got the, a picture of the potential cover sent to us a couple days ago. So I'm very excited for that. <laughs> Do you, um, you guys like dreaming up different fragrances or names i mean are, are you primarily involved in in the creative yes. at this point with yeah. the bomb yeah i think Isabel and i really enjoy the creative aspect like Isabel mentioned multiple times that's kind of where we started and so it's yeah. just something we love doing yeah. you know there's a lot going on going excuse me there's a lot going on so it's kind of hard to like quantify everything you know we say you know we design bath bombs and it sounds like a very small portion of you know what happens in the business but really it's a huge job that we do um for example that's how we you pitch know, to all of our mass retailers exactly for we'll go to those meetings and we'll mm-hmm. pitch you those go to products. all the meetings yeah. yes we'll yeah. pitch those products because you know we are the market and it's coming from us. So, so um, would you say the growth has just been steady? Was there like a certain marker or point where you were like, wow, you know, this is it. This is the pinch me moment. How has it gone? 
Yeah. Mm. I would say our growth has been really organic, but also very, we've grown very quickly and we've been very fortunate in that aspect. Um, I can, you know, think of a few moments where I was like, wow, this is such a huge accomplishment and I'm just so proud of that and proud of mm-hmm. us. Um, I think being on Entrepreneur, on the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine was mm-hmm. a really awesome thing mm-hmm. because Isabel and I, a lot of times, are just down in the trenches. We get tunnel vision. Yeah, so we are super busy with everything going on. We don't really have a chance to take a step back and look at all that we've done. And so we, when we get opportunities like being on the cover of Entrepreneur Mag, you know, it's just really cool to take a step back and kind of look at all that we've done so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have investors? Have you had to raise money at any point or has it all been reinvesting in the business? We are currently privately held. So and we don't self-funded. have any venture capitalists. We don't have any um, outside investors. We are all self-funded and we're really proud of that too. That's amazing. Um, you have, in, in addition to, to obviously being in some major retailers at Target, Costco, Sam's Club, um, you have some branding partnerships. I saw, was it Hot Wheels on your website? Yes. So what we is that did, about? We worked with Mattel and we created some Barbie and Hot Wheels bath bombs and yes. that was super fun for How us. How did that happen? So Barbie's 60th birthday is actually, or I think it passed. Barbie's 60th birthday is happening or has happened. I don't know the exact date. Um, but so Mattel actually approached us and asked us if we wanted to do a collaboration with them. And that was seriously um, my dream come true. I think I'm speaking yeah. for Caroline too. Exactly. I mean, we grew up playing with Barbies and Harry played with Hot Wheels all the time. So Harry just, is your younger brother. Yes. Okay. I think yeah. I was more excited to go to the headquarters than um, a ton of little girls would have been because there were like Barbies everywhere and it was the coolest thing. And I'm just overall really grateful that we were given that opportunity. And so are those bath bombs, are they in stores? Are they sold yep. through your channels or yeah, what? Yeah, all of the above. So okay. you can find them on our website and in numerous different retail locations. It seems like um, since you guys launched, I feel like I see more bath bombs. I feel like, of course, there are going to be some copycats you see more out there. I mean, heck, you guys are teaching people how to make them. <laughs> Is that challenging? How do you stay ahead? Are you thinking about other products? Has there been any dip at any point or has it all just been growth? Mm-hmm. I think... I think um, this is actually something I learned about in my entrepreneurship class, but I think one of the advantages that we've had was we did come to the market very early on, and we beat that learning curve, and we also... um we had the advantage of, you know, being first and people, you know, they carry that with them. You know, our brand is important. They were able to understand our story with all the mass information that's out there. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I think our products, you know, handmade in the USA, started by a pair of teenage sisterpreneurs, as we right. call ourselves. Sisterpreneurs. I think the story is really difficult to recreate. You know, it's customized and personal to us. And so I think if, you know, our bath bombs, they're made with a few simple ingredients and, you know, they're really fun and good for you. And I think all that, you know, has to say something and say something about our brand um, that is hard to replicate, especially if people are, you know, like looking in China to produce them. Mm, right. I think. And we do definitely see copycats, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're just going to keep copying and we're the original innovators. And I think that's our advantage in that aspect is we have the ideas. So we will always be first to the market. So what's what's the plan? I mean, in, you're, you're at such a, a pivotal age in both of your lives and mm-hmm. you've got this big company. Um, you're employing a lot of people. What do you want to happen with the company in the next, you know, five or 10 years? And, and then how do you 
you reconcile that with your own lives and what you want to do? Hmm. Yeah. It's really hard to say because the business is maybe like four and a half years old now. Time flies, man. Um, <laughs> maybe about four and a half years old now. Yeah. And if you would have asked me five years ago what I would have been doing today, mm-hmm. I would not be able to tell you. I would not be able to tell you that um, I was at St. Thomas still managing a $20 million company um, and all this stuff. So I think, you know, we're always open to all kinds of options. You know, never say no right off the bat. Right, Caroline? And, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Caroline's getting ready for another chapter of her life, and um, which is very exciting. And I just entered a new one within yeah. my freshman year of college. What are you um, thinking, But I think Caroline? we have some goals for the business, definitely. Yeah. Um, so personally, obviously, I value going to college. So I think that'll definitely be in my plan. I don't know. I, if I want to stay local, I think I want to go out of state, but who knows? Um, like as well mentioned, it's really great to have the internet these days because I feel like I can still stay in touch with the business, even if I'm at college in a different state. Um, but in terms of plans for Debom, I think we have both been wanting to expand our products internationally for a really long time. And so we're in the works with that. It's a complicated process, but it's something that we both really want to do. And it's something that we've heard from a lot of people too, which is awesome because our first book was sold in a lot of uh, places in Europe. And so we heard a lot of feedback from those places and that's been really fun. And mm-hmm. then I think just in general, continuing to expand our product line because we love that creative process. And so it's just so much fun for us. Mm-hmm. What, what would you, what would be the, the obvious extensions? Is it other kinds of bath products? Is it cosmetics what are you what are I you think, thinking yeah I'm maybe like cosmetic is one because yeah. I always spoil everything you know as of now we've had some ideas there's nothing set in stone but I think we're trying to head towards a more cosmetic um, industry <laughs> okay um, do you have you I assume you probably get offers to to buy the company do, do you do you think about it do your parents think about it do you talk about that yeah. honestly not as often as you would think, um, just because I think there's lots of people watching our company. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, um, you know, our company is just still so young. People want to see what happened, what was going to happen. Sure. Um, and I think that, you know, we're going to keep plugging along and hopefully um, keep being watched. You know, we don't really have any plans um, to sell the business anytime soon, but we don't want to say no to anybody. And, you know, we're always open to talking because if you talk more and communicate more, you're going to learn more. Um, and I think it's always good to learn about different aspects of business. So could this business um, keep thriving and growing without you two involved? That's a good question. I think just being a part of everything and you know, a lot of times Isabel and I will go to different schools and present our story or we'll do different events and talk about our journey. And I think that is so special and something that I love doing because Mm -hmm. we hopefully get to inspire young children to start something of their own and be creative because I think at the end of the day, you know, the youth is what really is Mm -hmm. continuing to drive our future and so I think just being able to share our story with them is so special right and I truly believe that for for some weird reasons bath bombs just another bath bomb was never sold tomorrow you cannot you cannot erase our story that's for sure that's for sure (laughs) do you um do, do you envision yourselves I mean is there is there a world in which you know you two are in your 
you know, mid-20s, imagine that, you know, or 30s, and you're still running (laughs) Debom together? Or could you imagine continuing to work together? I think so, yeah. Caroline's my best friend. (laughs) Yeah, we've just grown closer and closer over over this whole experience. And so I think it's just fun. Right, and even if it isn't a bath bomb business, we'll be doing something together. Really? You feel that way? Mm -hmm. I think so. What about your parents? They can they can be included if they want to be. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's worked out pretty out well for, for this this one. So hopefully they'll be involved. In has them. has there been any um you know is there ever any tension or or you know what what's been the hardest part of that to navigate working with your parents on something mm-hmm. that you two started as I think kids? I would personally say that it's. The tension is around when not to work and when to work, because when we're all together, there's a guarantee that the word bath bomb is going to come up somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, we'll be at a family our entire meal. Life. Exactly. Yeah. We'll be at a family meal and this business is our entire lives. And, you know, the bath bombs will always find a way to come up. So I think it's been kind of hard now and then we'll have to say, OK, um, we just need to take a break for a little bit. And then 10 minutes later bath bomb creeps up again but um, <laughs> but I think honestly, we've done a pretty good job about managing right. it and, and embracing it yes and some advice that I would always give to people is when you're creating a product um, you know don't try to um, do something that you're not passionate about because you're always going to be talking about that if you're starting a business revolving around that good or service. Um, and we were really passionate about what we were doing, so that makes it okay, I think, to talk about bath bombs all the time. Sure. <laughs> I'm curious what advice you two would give to parents who have an, an entrepreneurial kid. I think for parents, there's that struggle in like wanting to encourage it, but also you know wanting you to be able to be kids. Mm-hmm. So what would you tell parents who have if they had you know, ambitious kids like you two. Yes, I have a feeling we're talking to one of them right now, aren't we, Allie? (laughs) (laughs) You can see my old person perspective, yes. (laughs) Let's see. Um, I would just say, you know, something that I'm really happy my parents did was inspire curiosity in me because you don't, as we proved, you know, you don't have to go to business school to be able to be at the helm of a multi-million dollar company. Um, but if you're curious, that's really all the education you need. You know, you, you're probably going to want to mentor somewhere in there and you're going to want to um, do some of your own research. But that all stems out of curiosity. And I would just support that curiosity. And maybe you could even be a little bit curious about what your child is doing. And it could lead to something super huge. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, just growing up and you know, when all this was starting, having that support from our parents was huge. And it made such an awesome difference. Um, Because I honestly think if our parents weren't as encouraging, we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are today. And I'm just eternally grateful for everything that they've done and helped us and Mm -hmm. encouraged us with. You know, people will ask us, is it is it, you know, is it only your business? Like, do your parents barely do anything? And there's no question that we wouldn't be where we are today without the help of our parents and our employees mm-hmm. and um, our business partners and all those people. Because it really, you know, no one really truly is an entrepreneur by themselves. Everybody has people helping them. And then that's how this community grows. And that's how people become entrepreneurs is through the help of other people. Very good. Wow. Wise beyond your years. <laughs> Isabel, you. Caroline, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and catch up with you and see see what you're working on. Oh, Stick around, you. everybody. Next, we're going to go back to the classroom. Maybe we'll go to Isabel's class uh, here at the University of 
St. Thomas Opus College of Business. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's been fun. F-bomb's still the biggest? Yep. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love And now, back to the classroom with our sponsor, the University of St. Thomas Opus College of Business. Well, as we said earlier in the show, Isabel Burka is the first business founder on By All Means, who is a current student and actually brought her business experience with her to college. She's part of the Schultz Scholars here at the University of St. Thomas and here to talk about that unique but increasingly common situation of being a student and a business owner is University of St. Thomas Schultz School of Entrepreneurship Associate Dean Laura Dunham. Thanks for joining us. Sure, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I know you're working with Isabel directly and with the Schultz Scholars. How does this program work and and are you thinking more about, you know, kids coming to school their freshman year? They've already got an existing and successful business. We're we're certainly seeing a lot more of it. So the Schultz Innovation Scholarship is a four-year full tuition scholarship as well as special programming. And we bring in a cohort of 10 students every year who've done something that demonstrates real entrepreneurship, uh, you know, capability, entrepreneurial initiative, curiosity, creativity. And we have a real range of students involved. And certainly Isabel's business is the biggest that we've had come through the doors. We've been running this for two years. Um, But we are absolutely finding that this generation of students, what people are calling uh, Generation Z, Mm -hmm. Gen Z, are a far more more entrepreneurial generation than um, most previous generations, including millennials. These are students who are learning a lot about entrepreneurship at an early age, you know, yep. as young as middle school. Tons of resources online, uh, tons more programs in the high school supporting students uh, developing business plans. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and the world has changed, making it easier for any company to sort of access customers and, and build capital-efficient supply chains in order to deliver products to customers. So um, there's more opportunity out there, and certainly young people are grabbing it. Well, the good news is that Isabel still decided she wanted to go to college, and her sister Caroline does as well. Um, How do you think about that education and taking classes on entrepreneurship when you've already done it in the real world? What do you think she should be thinking about? Well, uh, you know, clearly Isabel has amazing entrepreneurial instincts, and she has learned so much, um, has and brings terrific experience into our classrooms, which is a gift for us and for other students who get inspired by her story. Um, but she's at a stage in her business uh, where it is rapidly growing, and that is an entirely new phase for a business. Um, you start out sort of small, informal, you know, everybody working at the business is a jack of all trades Mm -hmm. and suddenly you hit success, you're growing and you have to grow the business with that, you know? So in terms of developing new growth strategies, bringing in a lot more people with specialized skills, learning to delegate, and of course, managing cash flow, which is really critical in a growing business. Um, this requires a broader range of skills. And so one of the things Isabel will be able to do while she's here is not only continue to deepen her entrepreneurial skills, because entrepreneurship and innovation will 
continue to be important to her business. Um, but she'll also get skills in finance and accounting and marketing and operations. And that is just going to, uh, you know, deepen her knowledge and her capability for making really smart decisions as she grows her business. Right. Do you see it as a when when you start something so young, you know, I mean, it, I, where do you go from, from there? Do you, do you think that she needs to, at a certain point, step away? Do you just kind of keep rolling? How do you, how do you juggle yeah. it and balance it? Well, and that is definitely her journey, you know. And one of the things that we're really clear about here at St. Thomas, you can come in with a very successful business, be part of our program as the Schultz Innovation Scholarships. But college is your personal journey. And we want to make sure that you get a chance to explore those other aspects of who you are. Mm -hmm. So yes, we absolutely want to support her and we have what she needs here to continue to grow as a businesswoman um, and as a successful entrepreneur. But we want to make sure she has the space to do those things that college students do, to try other courses, to explore other interests. um, To To not only be a bath bomb girl. Exactly. (laughs) She is clearly a very interesting and curious person and she is going to have an opportunity to really explore all those interests. And that's really important. Well, and you might have her sister applying right behind her next year. Well, we'd love to have her. They are really (laughs) delightful, and the family is delightful. Well, what a cool program and so neat to to see their evolution. Thank you for being here, Dean Dunham, and thank you to our sponsor, the University of St. Thomas Opus College of Business. If you haven't already, please subscribe to By All Means wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you hear, take a minute to rate and review us. It really helps the show. I'm Allison Kaplan on behalf of Twin Cities Business. Thanks for listening to By All Means means. Teamwork to make by all means, and we've got some all stars. Thanks to our audio engineer, Tom Ferlitti. Digital support is Ricky Hannigan and Dan Nepo. Thanks to the University of St. Thomas Senior Media Relations Manager, Benita Sakar, and Associate Dean of the Schultz School of Entrepreneurship, Laura Dunham, for all their help. Our theme music is by Songfinch. Hope you enjoyed by all means. Bye.